0: Hello, it's Andrew May, and welcome to the Performance Intelligence Podcast, Bite Size Edition. This is where we take a clip from a previous podcast and amplify it for you in a snack sized format. Optimize performance through adapting your physical, psychological, and emotional state. Today's Bite Size is from episode number 57, with the driving force behind the Defence Social Mastery Program, Commander Dean Thompson. Commander Thompson is Human Resource Strategy Director for Maritime Acquisition and Sustainment at the Royal Australian Navy. One of the many leadership lessons I've learned, with the opportunity that my business, Strive Stronger, has partnering with Defence, is this difference between leadership and followership. I asked Commander Thompson how would he describe the difference between the two. He told me, followership is the foundation of effective leadership. Just as we train our leadership skills, we need to train to be effective and engaged followers. Leadership truly exists when followers make a choice to follow. Anything else is management. It's about establishing trust, honesty, respect, and integrity up and down the chain of command. The reason I've chosen this as a bite size is I'm regularly using this terminology, the balance or the dance between leadership and followership with executive clients and CEOs I work with, with leadership teams, and just last week, an athlete I work with, a high-profile athlete, who's recently become captain of their team, and was really challenged by well well, how do I lead and how do I get people to to fall in line and I use this analogy it's not falling in line it's understanding role and when I explained leadership versus followership in that framework that that Dean gave me this guy's eyes lit up and he went Maisie that's the first time I've looked at it like this so that really made us think that we've got to bring this as a bite size. so sit back let's listen and enjoy followership versus leadership. I've learned a lot from working with you and from working with the Navy around that. Can you just give us a brief definition of what that means and and how you see that play out?
1: Look, I I think to be a good leader, you have to be a good follower. You need to know what it is to follow, you know, to, and, and when I say follow, that doesn't mean you can't, challenge the status quo, but you have to do it in a respectful way. Uh, and, and if you have been a good follower and you have learnt those skills, then when you are leading and someone does have a, a different opinion or wants to offer you know, advice, then you're open to it. We use something in the Navy called, um, we, we stole it from the airline industry, which is, you know, they use cockpit resource management, we use bridge resource management. And it's about setting the environment, the ecosystem on the bridge of a ship where regardless of who the individual is, they can raise a concern. And they know that they can raise it and it can be taken seriously. Now, as the leader, I have to acknowledge the concern. I don't have to act upon it necessarily, but at least they've been listened to because maybe they've seen something or heard something that I haven't and that everyone else hasn't. So it's really important to establish that, that ecosystem where followers can be heard and leaders can lead.
0: Such a good lesson. I think in non-defense world, the word follower has had a really negative connotation. Oh, he's a follower. Oh, she's just a follower. But when you position it like that, it's a skill. It's a skill to lead, but it's also a skill to follow, command, and, and be part of a team and do what you're meant to do.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, I, I was lucky enough to be out at the uh, Australian Defence College last week, uh, out at Western Creek in Canberra. Uh, and Anne Goyne, who who's on staff out there, she's a clinical psychologist. She she said something that really resonated with me because she said, you know, uh, leadership is love, and and we don't normally talk about love in the sense of, of the military. You know, it's not not because we're all macho, but it's just not something that we connect leadership and love very. You know, they don't sort of fit together that well. But you know, when you actually stop and reflect on it and think about it, you know, what what is love? Well, love is trust and honesty and setting the conditions where people feel safe. And so as a leader, that, that is essentially love, you know? And it really resonated with me, and I don't want to steal it, so Anne, thank you. But, uh, you know, it's it's, if you can set the ecosystem and the environment where people feel comfortable enough to be led, then it makes your leadership so much easier.
0: How comfortable are you in this environment? The podcast environment, (laughs) not comfortable at all. Okay, because I was just about to say, I love you, Dean. (laughs) I love you too, Andrew. (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) Are you planning an upcoming conference or company offsite? For the past 15 years, I've averaged speaking at over 50 events each year, and I still love presenting at conferences as much as I did when I first started to explore the different presentations I offer on a range of topics and themes, including physical and psychological wellbeing, becoming burnout proof, connection and belonging. that's a new area I'm I'm really enjoying presenting on. Neuroscience and behavior change, mental skills and leadership and culture. Or if you'd like to understand our fully integrated conference experience with pre-event diagnostics, activities throughout the agenda, including a morning wake up, energy breaks, team building activities, and digital resources to embed learning. To find out more information and to download a brochure, go to andrewmay.com slash keynotes. No, that was really uh, a lovely way to like wrap up and sum up what leadership is. I think what I'm hearing is that psychological safety is basically the culture that is cultivated within defence through that leadership recognising that it's a followership, it's about trust, it's about listening respectfully so that people can come and bring ideas or challenges in a way that's go- that they don't feel threatened. So I think that's a great example of how psychological safety is implemented in a really what some people see as very hierarchical organisation.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's all about the culture. I think it's all about the culture and, and the environment. And a, as a leader, it, it's you know incumbent upon us all to ensure that all of our people feel comfortable, You know to to come to work every day and and to be the best they can be so yeah i think that's spot on and i think you know social mastery specifically you know obviously technical mastery and domain mastery are really really vital important parts of the triangle Um, but social mastery is that is that bedrock because it's not only about doing the right thing by your people but it's also doing the right thing by yourself and ensuring that, you know, self, you know, care starts with self, and then it can push out.
0: Hi, again, it's Andrew, and I hope you really enjoyed that episode. We would appreciate if you helped to amplify the Performance Intelligence Podcast by sharing episodes with your friends and with your colleagues by going to iTunes and leaving a rating and review. This really does help get the message out to a wider audience, and I love reading the comments as well. If you'd like to know more about booking me as a speaker at your next annual conference or company offsite, or purchasing one of the books I've written, including Matchfit, or if you'd just like to receive my monthly e-newsletter, which is called the AM Edition, that has stacks of information specific to all things human performance, go to andrewmay.com. and We'll see you on the next edition of Performance Intelligence.